Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Final hour of the program. And a reminder that uh, coming up tomorrow night, tomorrow night, we are going to be out at uh, Smoke on the Water on Okachi Lake. We are going to uh, be there uh, for a Christmas concert and rock concert and music and food and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully you will join us. But uh, there are st- still some tickets available, and it benefits Fisher House, Wisconsin. You know me. I'll do anything for the veterans and for Fisher House. So uh, we're going to be out there tomorrow night. But if you're in the area and you can make it, please come out. Please check it out. Uh, I'll share it out on our Facebook page. Uh, I'll share it uh, over on the, the ride page, my personal page, you know, all that stuff. I'll share it everywhere so you can find the links to uh, get some tickets. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so anyway, it's uh, Smoke on the Water, Okachi BBQ. Smoke on the Water. Uh, actually, I take the back. Smoke on the Water, BBQ Okachi over on Facebook. And they have the link there as well. But looking forward to it. And hopefully you can join us out there come tomorrow night as well. Um, Mike Clements uh, joined us last night. This is a really good count because we don't have Mike. Because it's a weird week because the Packers, today is their Wednesday. So we don't get Mike today. And Mike will join Grant tomorrow. But we didn't really have Mike on the show yesterday. We had him last night, which was a lot of insight coming in to today. So, Mike Clements joined us last night. Take a listen. Love actually has played really well the last month or so. Into the air on first down. Just swing it out to the check down. Next move by Dillard in space. Beautiful run to the 47-yard line. As we have an injury on the sideline, another Chief has hurt Brian Cook to the safety. And the Chiefs medical staff across the field to look at him. It's been a tough night for Kansas City. Kansas City couldn't get out of uh, Lambeau Field quick enough. The return of Andy Reid back to where it kind of uh, kind of began for him. And then in addition to that, uh, all the injuries begin to mount. Then they end up losing the game. And uh, we got Mike Clemens, our guy, on the line with us. Brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Bay Motel, quiet, cozy, comfortable, just a mile from Lambeau Field. Perfect for that family stay in the Bay Family Restaurant, homestyle cooking, Seven days a week. That's the Bay Motel on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them today for reservations. 920-494-3441. 920-494-3441. Or go to baymotelgreenbay.com. There you go. Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, some of the refereeing calls because I've heard people you know, call in and complain about that for things that went with both teams. Do uh, you think that that's... I, you know, we're talking about this every year, and I think we still think back to that play a couple of years ago where the Saints got robbed on a pass interference call, right? And the Rams were able to get by and go on. And they, they claim they're going to change and do things to help out with uh, those kinds of calls that could determine a game with replay. And it doesn't seem to be solved, does it? No, no, I, I completely agree with you. Now, here's the thing, Mike, and I heard this all about the call that wasn't via the pass interference. Like, that needs to be reviewable. You should be able to throw a flag for that. I, I, I'm, I'm just done with, uh, you know, refereeing that needs to be overseen constantly. How many times have we seen a Hail Mary go up and they beat each other up and then the ball falls harmlessly to the ground? It's, it's like, leave it alone, you know? I mean, yeah, it was probably blatant pass interference, but the hit that, you know, Patrick Mahomes took before he went out of bounds, that shouldn't have been a penalty either. Watch an old football game from the 90s during the Brett Favre era. Uh, just the actual broadcast. Let's sit there on YouTube, 
And within about five or ten minutes, you're going to say to yourself, wow, no penalty replays. It's a yeah. faster, more enjoyable game. And John Madden can do his thing because he's not constantly dissecting frame by frame on is that a touchdown? Is that a catch? Is that a face? I mean, <clears throat> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and yet, Bill, I get the feeling that the NFL, besides worried about safety, uh, fairness, you know, dealing with the speed of the game, still letting referees make these calls so there's a, a human element. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, I don't think the NFL cares. I think right. they love the controversy. And you know what? <clears throat> You're going to get robbed every once in a while because this makes the game more fun. I honestly think that that's the way these guys think. Right. Otherwise, they, they could solve these problems. <clears throat> we talked to Matt LaFleur lately these press conferences after the, the the day or so after a game, they're not really press conferences. They're more like conversations. So where's Matt LaFleur in this? When, when he deals with that Brad Allen crew again, and Brad and his guys came to camp two or three years ago, and he, he's a by-the-book guy, um, but you just know in some of the games it gets ticky-tacky. So we mm -hmm. asked LaFleur, how frustrated are you when the replay shows that Jonathan Owens did not late hit Patrick Mahomes that, that should have been counted as just pushed out of bounds? That's a great question for, for whoever's in charge, for uh, Commissioner Goodell, I guess. It's your team easily could have lost the game because of a stupid mistake, right? Yeah, that's every week, right? I mean, like, seriously, they're, they're, some of these calls are... They're tough, and I get it. The game is played at an incredible rate. I mean, the speed of the game is it's pretty fast when you're down there, and... Um, they're, they're not easy calls, and they got a tough job, and yeah. It, look, uh, he's saying all the right things, and oh, they got a tough job, and they're not easy calls, and yeah, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, he just, and again, every coach will tell you, he'll probably tell you, don't allow your game to come down a bit, get to a bad call by a referee. You know what I mean? Well, Bill, Bill, every year in the spring at the NFL owners' meetings, these head coaches get pulled into a room, and the league says, you say a thing about the referees or about the commissioner, you're in serious trouble. It's going to be, it's going to be expensive, and, you know, it's, it, you have got to protect the game that way. You've got to. And so these coaches that are emotional, that want a physical football game, that they're, they're trying to get wins, they have, you see them week after week have to bite their lip and defend at sometimes just stupidity. But, you know, LaFleur opened up just a little bit more when we re-asked and said, well, okay, this is assessment. What ticked you off the most about that penalty call on the safety Jonathan Owens when he was – because you could see on the scoreboard, 38,000 fans could see on the scoreboard, he was not out of bounds. He was in bounds. The, the play was live. Here's what Matt said. The whole thing to me is just the consistency at which you call it. If you call it one way, call it that way the whole game and call it for both teams. That's when you get frustrated, I think, you see inconsistencies, especially in-game, because there's going to be differences within crews. We all see things a little bit differently, and that's fine. It's, and you kind of know going into games, you always give your team the report on what this crew typically calls. You know, if, if you feel it early in game, if they're going to call it tight, then you better adapt and change the way you play. Or if they're letting you play, then sometimes you can play a little bit more aggressive depending upon the position. Yeah, I think when there's clear and obvious 
situations, i.e., not talking about this specific play, but i.e., a hit when it's inbounds. Yeah, you'd like to think that there could be something done to remedy that, but that's obviously above my pay grade. And then you talk about some of these deals like hitting a guy because we have seen quarterbacks fake to go out of bounds and then take off up the field. We have seen them fake to slide. And how do you now teach guys to pull up, don't hit them, but yet quarterbacks are doing that and they're still in bounds. Patrick Mahomes is still in bounds. He could have stutter stepped a couple more times down the field, picked up even more yardage had he really kind of been trying to juke him. So what do you do? Well, Jordan Love benefited from that week two against the Saints, as a matter of fact, Bill. And so here's what I wanted to let Packer fans know. What kind of a coach is Matt LaFleur? He's like, okay, let's, you know, we don't want to hurt these guys. Uh, we don't want to get you caught. We don't want you to get ejected from the game. You know, if he can just, if he can use the sidelines to push a guy out of bounds, that's better than, than hitting him. Is Or is Matt LaFleur actually deep down? I'd like to take their flipping heads off. I want you to right. crush that guy. And I think people will be surprised that that's actually the – because you hear Matt, you know, when he talks about like the 49ers or even the Lions, the way they play, very physical. He admires that. He, he lets yeah. his locker room and Joe Barry know about that. So well, Flora was asked, what, how do you want Joe Barry to coach your linebackers and corners whether to push or hit the ball carrier out of bounds? If they're in the field of play, you got to hit that guy. So I think J.O. did his job. It was clear to me that somebody was in the field of play, and so we're going we're gonna to keep coaching it that way because I've also seen it. Shoot, I think Jordan had one earlier this year when we were playing New Orleans where it appeared like he was going to go to bounds, and he scooted up the sideline for an extra 20 yards or whatever it was. So I get it. It's a tough situation. It's a tough position to be in at times, but you got to ensure that they go out of bounds. You know, if it's pushing them out of bounds, it's pushing them out of bounds. I don't really care, but... If you're in the field to play, you're fair game. Mike, I, which I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, so I, I'm glad they teach that way. I mean, hit them till they're outside the white lines and then just push them, you know, stick them even further. But uh, the other aspect of that game the other night, remember when, uh, you know, it was Andy Reid that said when asked about Jordan Love, he's like, who, who? Uh, do you think Andy Reid left there on, uh, on Sunday night knowing Jordan Love's name now? I think so. Uh, and the league certainly did, or rather, you know, everybody in the media now uh, stood up and took notice that the, the game against Detroit on Thanksgiving wasn't a fluke. Look at that kid, the way he plants his feet, the accuracy had improved so much more on so many of those passes. Uh, also, his receivers still diving but putting their bodies on the line to make some of those catches, the timing and all that, and, and, and in the big spotlight. Um, but I, I thought that this was a really interesting note. Uh, because, you know, you're going up against the Giants team where Wink Martindale kind of ripped apart uh, Aaron Rodgers, broke down some things. Maybe we'll get to that later or later this week. Uh, but this was an interesting comment for from a frustrated Andy Reid walking out the door who, when you're watching Jordan Love and the play clock is five seconds, four seconds, and you're like, oh, my God, they're not getting the play in it on time. He's not huddled. No, he's doing that intentionally, according to Andy Reid. 
Uh, listen, I mean, they, they made plays. I mean, they're, they, they, they used the clock. They were letting it run down to that five seconds and below, and, and they were getting first down. So that becomes that becomes a problem. you gotta, you got to get out, off, the, off the field on, on defense. you got to stay on the field on offense and not shoot ourselves. So there you go. Mike Clemens uh, joining us for a couple of minutes. And let's do this. We'll break. We'll come back. We'll hear the second half of that conversation. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Smoking hot deals just keep coming with quick hot savings from Quick Trip. And right now we're cooling off with $2.99 a gallon Nature's Touch Milk. All one gallon, 2%, 1%, and skim Nature's Touch Milk, just $2.99. Hey, looking to make that perfect movie night milkshake? Or how about making those morning waffles extra fluffy? Our fresh, straight-from-our-dairy Nature's Touch Milk is on sale and ready for your fridge. Quick hot savings from Quick Trip. Yeah, we're here to save you some moolah. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231 2023. It's huge. For me personally, it's just obviously I've had this game you know, circled for a long time. It's my first start. I um, obviously didn't play how I wanted to in the first game. So being able to see these guys again and, and get the victory is huge. You know, this is a great team win tonight. Everybody just called out, so it was me. Welcome back to the program. Those are the words of Jordan Love talking about having that Chiefs game circled for a long time. Good to have you. Bill Michael Tuttle, we continue on. Packers uh, off today, getting back at it tomorrow. Tomorrow is actually their Wednesday because they have uh, a Monday night contest. Another primetime game. Another primetime game. So there you have it. That is uh, happening tomorrow, uh, happening on Monday, Monday Night Football in the Meadowlands in New York. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline, brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel Green Bay. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That's baymotelgreenbay.com. So, Mike, uh, and that was we were talking a little bit about Jordan Love and about the way he's played. And, you know, if down the, down the stretch he continues to play well, they don't stumble on a team that they shouldn't uh, lose to, and uh, who knows, maybe he puts them into the postseason, there could be a contract extension in the future for the young man. Yeah, I'm interested you played that clip because when he said that after the game Sunday night, I, I thought about it and said, wow, that's the most – in-your-face bulletin board thing that Jordan Love said about the opponent all year so far as the spokesperson for the team. So that's where his confidence is growing. I just thought that was interesting to say for him to say, no, personally, I wanted to beat this team because they embarrassed me in my first start when Aaron went down with COVID. 
And speaking of Aaron, he's on the McAfee show yesterday, and one of the producers asked him this question. Have you been surprised with what he's done over the last couple weeks here, kind of like confirming that, hey, maybe the Packers do finally have this next guy after Aaron, and he is going to be the guy for the future? No. No, I'm not. And he's, he's playing the last, especially the last three games, he's playing outstanding, but he's, he's in his first year starting. Like, um, as well as he's playing, can we not crown him right now? Yeah. For his own sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we shouldn't do that to kids. We shouldn't crown him and we shouldn't cancel him. But can we let him play his career? Like, and I, it's both sides too. They, you know, people, a great example is Geno Smith. People just kicked him out of this town. They right? wrote him off. And then he went and was a backup right for back. six years. And then he went to a Pro Bowl. And sometimes it's situation. Sometimes it's change of scenery. Sometimes it's figured something out. I do believe you can get better at accuracy. Because you throw the football, the football from the ground up. So you learn how to have great fundamentals. Everything else, when you sync those together, everything else is going to be better. Am I surprised by the way Jordan's played? No. Am I happy for him? Hell yeah. You know, and there's some people that probably like this, but there's some people probably thinking that I was rooting against the Packers this year, rooting against Jordan. Couldn't be farther from the truth. I'm not a bitter person about that. Like, obviously, I wish things had gotten different when I was in Green Bay. And there's things that I wish I had done better. But I have so much love for the organization. I have so many people I still talk to you know, every single week that, that work there. If I catch Jordan's game, I just send him a message. Let's give him some time to develop. You crown somebody too early, the expectations away to that, it's tough to deal with. It's interesting. I mean, first of all, I mean, he's a little repentant there, Mike, when he said, I should have done things differently. Oh, well, okay. You know, and then he says, I wish things would have worked out differently. Do you think he's having regrets as to what's going on with him, the Jets, and all that franchise and such right now? He's just added another chapter to what I started saying about two years ago. He's so frustrated, he feels like he's painted himself into a corner. And he's mentally burned out in Green Bay, and he needed to get out of there to see, prove once and for all, is it just him, or, or is it him, or, or was it the organization? And now we won't know because of the, 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 the injury. I, he sounds a little bit like Brett there, doesn't he? Remember how yeah. Brett got to this year part of his career and he started doing those Macbeth things, asking questions yeah. and then answering them? Yeah, <laughs> he's still exactly. talking about He's still talking about the Green Bay did some things wrong, whatever. I appreciate the, what he says because what, what, we, what I try to do, when I say, man, I'm just telling you, Andrews Carlson made the worst field goal attempt I've ever seen on the practice field. He's got a strong leg. But, oh, my God, in, in, in the win. But I'm glad that he comes out there and proves me wrong. I've said, boy, Jordan Love is having a hard time hitting the deep ball, and he proved us right with that as a game. So I've never canceled a guy like I'm Stephen A. Smith, and I appreciate that on this show I, can, I don't have to say, yes, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. No, he sucks. They made a horrible mistake because I know there's some people do. that They'll judge on what his tape was at you know, Utah State and all that. But I just appreciate that we're able to – that's the way I try and report these things, like the way Rodgers put it. But Rodgers needs to understand, dude, you're working for two people, a GM and coach that need to win this week, and people who like to bet on NFL games, which, by the way, that show is sponsored by. So right. people do ask for decisiveness. Is Zach Wilson ever going to be a quarterback, yes or no? Make a decision. Let us know. And that's, that's the business, Aaron. You get paid play along. 
Did you follow? I, I know we only got a, about thirty seconds here. Did you follow any of the uh, the Zach Wilson drama over the last uh, few days? And Aaron Rodgers to saying, you know, it's a you know kind of an expletive filled thing that uh, yeah, and you know something, and it, it's you know what, and it's because this cloud follows Aaron wherever he goes. Yep, no doubt. My great stuff as always, Bob. We'll talk to you later in the week. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. In the heart of downtown Milwaukee, there's an all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel where there's a table waiting for you at 12 bars and restaurants, a winning seat at 40 table games or 3,000 slot machines, plus the thrill of bingo, full-service sports betting, and more. Are you ready to spark something new? Light up your senses at Potawatomi Casino Hotel. Explore more at PaysBig.com. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Good half hour, too, with my guy, Mike Clements. Good stuff with Mike, as always. One of the best. The best. 877-867-1670. couple of segments to go before we get out of here. Reminder coming up this weekend. Tomorrow night, we are going to be at Smoke on the Water. It is a Christmas concert, rock concert, all slammed together. And it's uh, beverages and food, and it's all for one price, and uh, the proceeds go to Fisher House, Wisconsin. So please, if you can uh, join us, come out tomorrow night. They do it again on Saturday night. I won't be there on Saturday night. we got uh, a different commitment, but uh, I'm going to be out there emceeing and kicking things off tomorrow night. So please, if you can make it, and you're in you know, anywhere from Milwaukee to, God, any one of the counties, Milwaukee County, Ozaki County, you know, Johnson, you know, Creek area, come on in, uh, you know, Waukesha County, Walworth County, Washington County, whatever. Come on by, Racine, Kenosha, come on by, because it's going to be a great time. It really is. The music's going to be good. The The group of people are going to be really, really good. But ultimately, we're doing it this time of year for uh, military members, veterans, and their families. So, obviously, if you can join us, please do it. Go to Smoke on the Water BBQ Okachi over on Facebook, and they, they have the Eventbrite ticket link right there. And you can buy some tickets for it as well. Or just give them a call. You know, if you're out in the valley, just Google them real quick. Smoke on the water. Okachi. And uh, give them a call. Call Joe. Joe's the owner. Joe, Joe can help you out. Joe or Ellen. And they're both there. 877-867-1670. Golf Guy says, love is under contract through 2024. Why would you talk about an extension now? Um, well, that, you, you don't have to, okay? But you'd like to be able to then incorporate next year's number put it all into that extension, get that extra year. You know, again, you don't have to do it this minute and you don't have to do it immediately following the season, but it's going to get done. You don't ever leave a guy that you believe is the guy hanging into the last year of his deal because he wants security. His people want security. Knowing that, let's just say he gets down to week 10 and breaks his leg, that then you don't even have to resign him. You don't even have to bring him back for the next year. You know, or tears an ACL or something. So you, you don't want to go into next year going, oh, this is my last year on a contract as a lame duck guy. You always are looking for that next contract. Uh, it happens, don't get me wrong. But for everybody's sake, um, you, you want to be able to kind of take care of your people, so to speak. So for everybody's sake, you want to get a deal done long term. And, and here's the other thing. 
let's say next year you don't sign him, he comes back, has a gargantuan year, and says, no, I'm going to test the free agent waters. Then you got a good shot at losing him. You know? So, and you don't want to have to go and franchise tag him because is he really what does he deserve to be paid as one of the top five quarterbacks in the National Football League? That's the other question. You don't, you don't, you want that cap number lower because when you commit that amount of money, that's that there's no, there, there's no taking some of that salary and converting it to whatever. It, it, that's it. You know, so if you want to give him that money and say next year is 35, 35 million. For franchise, and I don't know what the franchise tag number is, but that's a that's a that's a big nut, man. You don't want to give them that, so you have an option, but you don't want to have to use it if you don't have to. It just makes better business sense to get that taken care of. So, four o'clock today, you got Bucks basketball that's going to be coming up. In the the Bucks are uh, in the first game of two tonight out in Vegas in the in season tournament semis, taking on the Indiana Pacers. And then after that, you got the Pelicans and the Lakers. I think the world would like to see Bucks, Giannis, Damian against Lakers, LeBron, Anthony Davis. That's what the world would like to see. The Bucks, by the way, the odds to win the in-season tournament. The Bucks are plus one fifty. They are the favorite. The Lakers two twenty-five, Pelicans three seventy-five, and the Pacers four fifty. But. You are looking for the Milwaukee Bucks to to win this thing for a couple of reasons. One, for pride. Two, it pays the younger guys. It's more money. But I think the world would like to see the Lakers and the Bucks. Um, I, I, me personally, I'd like to see the Lakers and the Bucks, and then have the Bucks just destroy the Lakers. That would be the best. Because you know how I feel about the Lakers. That would be awesome. But anyway. Uh, 877-867-1670. Matthew says that's why fans shouldn't be GMs. They're not going to franchise take a guy coming out of his first year of his contract. Let's go to our buddy Jeff listening to us in Minocqua. Jeff, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Yeah, pretty good, Bill. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I, uh, I, I tried to uh, chime in yesterday, but uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty busy. So, nonetheless, uh, again, thanks for taking my call. Quick little recap of the, of the week. Uh, I really liked it on Monday or Tuesday when you about blew a gasket talking about, uh, uh, about Greeny, <clears throat> about his, some of his comments there. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, <clears throat> I about blew a gasket the other day or Monday night when I saw Trevor Lawrence walk to the dam uh, uh, through the tunnel to get to uh, <clears throat> the locker room after not knowing really what his uh, what his injury status was. So, sure. I, like I said, I about blew a gasket on that deal there. So, uh, again, uh, great show this week. One more thing, Bill. Were you going to be at Stenny's tomorrow by chance? I heard you talking. Not tomorrow. No, we're going to be there tonight. Not tomorrow, but tonight. Tonight we're going to be there because uh, i got friends coming to town, but tomorrow we're going to be out at Smoke on the Water for the uh, – for the concert. Oh, okay. Well, too bad we'll miss you, Bill. Uh, we're, we're actually going to Milwaukee here later today, awesome. and uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be down that way. And the wife wanted me to take her to uh, Third Ward down there for uh, yep. uh, some shopping. And I know Stanny's was there. I never been to Stanny's, but uh, oh, go there uh, and ask for Ryan. Ask for Ryan when you get there, and you'll have a great time. All right, certainly we'll we'll do that, and we'll, we we. Uh, uh, look forward to stopping in. So, again, uh, great show this week, and uh, go pack on uh, on Monday. Thanks, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you. There you go. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, go ahead and do so.
Good stuff. Uh, this is from Lee. Lee says, uh, the running back situation in Green Bay is starting to get a little bit desperate. Would you bring Aaron Jones back next year? Obviously, this is going to be a decision that has to be made in the offseason as to whether cut him loose and pay him off or you bring him back. But with the injuries that he's had over the last couple of years, would you pay him more money to keep him around on a longer-term contract, or would you just flat-out cut him loose? That is from Lee. I, I'm not talking contract extension right now. That's for sure. And the running back, look, the running back position in the National Football League is is tough. Um, because you look at premier running backs. Zeke Elliott has injuries. Saquon Barkley's had injuries. Some of the best running backs in the National Football League have been banged up this season. They run with two of them in Detroit. Drafted one and then have David Montgomery. You know, you got Gibbs over there. You got Bijan Robinson, who the Packers already faced, and he's he's solid, but you got to have another guy. The running back position, while it dictates more money because a lot of the offense can flow through the running backs, the durability of running backs is wholeheartedly in question. You have to have two or three, for that matter, as the, as the Packers are finding out, or four. So I'm not real quick to start hacking people unless you've got somebody else waiting in the wings or you know that you've got your eye on a running back coming out of the draft that's going to benefit this team. I, I'm not quick to get rid of anybody when the position becomes so tenuous due to injury. And I know people want to point at Aaron Jones and go, well, he's injury prone. Eh, every running back gets banged up. Everyone does. You know, you look at guys like Earl Campbell from years ago and even Barry Sanders to a certain extent. They they got they got beat up, but they they didn't miss a lot of time. They 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 were they were just so incredibly durable and it was more of a predicated run game even back then. But most teams now think about this for a minute. Most teams now have an offensive line that is more astute at pass blocking than run blocking which means most of what a running back does is usually creation of himself. Most running backs have to create things themselves. They have to be quick enough to get through the hole. They have to be quick enough to juke away defenders. They have to understand how it is to take a hit and not to take a hit because of the durability your body needs. I, I don't know that I'm ready to cut bait with Aaron Jones. And here's the other thing. He wants to be here. You've got guys that want to be here. We talk about it all the time. Oh, this guy doesn't even want to be here. Screw him. Get him out of here. And then you find guys that want to be here, but if they get banged up, I'll get rid of them. There's no loyalty on the fan base. You want loyalty from the players, but there's no loyalty from the fan base. You know, it's it's a, it's a cutthroat, blood-ugly business. So... That being said, on all sides, I don't think I'm going to be real quick to get rid of Aaron Jones, especially when he's healthy. When he's healthy, you know what he can do. And he really hasn't lost a step. I think it's been more injuries than anything. He hasn't lost a step. Now, I'm not going to give him some kind of a three- or four-year extension, but you know what I mean. I'm not, I'm not, cut, I'm not quick to cut him loose. Grant, are you, would you blow out uh, your relationship with Aaron Jones at the end of the season? No, not unless he wants to retire. I think Aaron Jones is probably in Green Bay until he's yeah. until he's done. I think they need to get another back. 
So so AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones don't have to be the only guys, especially as Jones ages. But no, I, I don't want to get rid of good football players. I'm in the business of keeping good football players, good athletes. I want to keep them on my team. Yeah, I'm again. I'm not a big fan of 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 blowing out guys that have been pretty good, especially at a position that is not durable. So I, I just just my thought. Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Damian listening to us in Marshfield. Damian, what's going on, man? Hey, Bill. I just want to tell you, keep up the good work. Every time you got a show on, that's how I go about it. No, every oh, that's time I'm awesome. the radio, I try to turn you on and listen to you, and no, I just enjoy it all the time. So, just keep up. Well, the appreciate good work. it. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. There you go. He drops. He's just calling in to say he likes it. I, I'll take that every day of the week. That's good stuff. This one's from Richie. Richie says, all this talk about contracts, let's just talk about winning next week. Do you think that Aaron Jones should be on the field if indeed he's healthy? Um, Richie, I touched on this a little while ago. Look, if, if, if he's healthy, he goes. But if there's a question, he doesn't go. Not on that turf. If he's not 100%, I don't put him back out there. It's an MCL strain. Remember, it was an MCL sprain. And you're messing. I, I don't mess with anybody's knees. You know, if you kind of err on the side of caution, give him one extra week to kind of get his feet under him. I mean, unless he comes to you and goes, Coach, I'm, I'm as good as I've been. No pain, no problems. You know, I'm, I'm great. The hamstring feels great. The knee feels great. That little rest, boy, it's, I'm rejuvenated. I'm ready to go. And I put him through his paces hard this week. And if he looks like he can handle it, then he goes. Otherwise, not if I don't have to. Not if I don't have to. Be only for the fact that I think you can beat this team without having Aaron Jones on the sideline. And not on that turf. So, good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a whole lot more to get to in the next segment. we got some What Do We Miss coming up. So, we'll get into that as well. we got all of that. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing, Point Brewer in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Brewing excellence since 1857. Good, good stuff on their part. And thanks to them for being a part of the program. We certainly appreciate it. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho! I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho! Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella, no. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 1231-2023. Good to have you back. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. 
This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Veterans America. If you are looking for, say, a new home, a refi, mortgage, qualification, whatever it happens to be, uh, the rates are starting to drop, and they're going to drop more in 2024. So uh, James Mercado, he's telling me, you know, now now's kind of the time. You kind of get in. You can refinance in a short period of time, uh, but you still get the home that you want while prices are starting to come down rather than if the economy starts to catch up and they go back up. So he said, go ahead and give him a shout. Uh, 262-745-3333. 262-745-3333. That is our friends over there at Veterans America. Veterans America. Good, good stuff. James is a good guy, too. Good guy. So it's time now for what do we miss? It's been a really weird week or so for people putting their foot in their mouth uh, in the media. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it happens, but like you get it. You're on air hours a day. Every once in a while, you'll say something where it's like, ah, that didn't. I didn't come across right. like I meant, or I didn't mean to. That happens to everyone. But this week, like Adam Silver earlier this week, compared himself to Henry Kissinger and talked about the need for a strong military. And Pat McAfee just asked him about like how the NBA is spreading globally. It's like, why did you why did you go there? There's no reason for that. So you mentioned this earlier on in the show, but I have the part of, of the story that speaks to it. Sean McDermott gave a motivational speech to the Bills and cited the 9-11 hijackers. Did you read any details about this, or did I, you just see a headline? I saw, I saw the headline, and that's on my note to look at later today. Well, I, I, because I thought to myself, okay, this this is I because I'm not seeing headlines. Like I have screens here in the studio, and I haven't seen any headlines on it, so I'm like, well, okay, it's not completely egregious, I guess. But tell me what he said. So Tyler Dunn wrote this. It's a three part story about Sean McDermott and some of the missteps and dumb things that he's done. And he's basically saying the Bills need to fire him. By the way, Tyler Dunn going to be on tomorrow's show, uh, 1130 tomorrow. With you. Yep, so I'll, I'll have to ask him about this. But I'll read you the excerpt. This will only take 30 seconds or so. At St. John Fisher College in Pittsburgh, New York, McDermott's morning address began innocently enough. He told the entire team they needed to come together. But then, sources on hand say he used a strange model. The terrorists on September 11th, 2001. He cited the hijackers as a group of people who were all able to get on the same page to orchestrate attacks to perfection. One by one, McDermott started asking specific players in the room questions. What tactics do you think they used to come together? A young player tried to methodically answer. What do you think their biggest obstacle was? A veteran answered, TSA, which mercifully lightened the mood. What the hell is this, Bill? Like, again, right. I get it. You sometimes put your foot in your mouth. You say dumb things. This is what would ever possess a person to do this? That is the worst example. Yes. I get what he's trying to say. I understand it. Sure. But from point A to point B, he is a million percent wrong. The The, the message I understand, but there are so many better examples. Because he could have used the examples of how did, say, the military – the presidency, the transfer of presidency, then figure out what methods did they use to find Osama bin Laden sure. and execute him and bring others to justice. So that would have been more of a success story. What an absolute, he looks like an effing gnome anyway. You put a beard on him, he's an idiot. <laughs> so he looks like a moron. Well, I mean, I can't believe that he used that. Like, I'm no coach, but how did we build the Hoover Dam? How did we dig the Panama Canal? Right? How did we storm the beaches at Normandy? This isn't hard. I just came up with like three or four of them. This is not, this is not rocket science. How did 9-11, how do you start there? I don't How did they it. build and fit perfectly so many girders, so many walls, so many stanchions to be able to build some of the tallest buildings in the world? Yes. 
you know, how, some of these architectural incredible structures that we have. I mean, right here in our own backyard, we have the art museum, the Calatrava, which is an amazing accomplishment within itself. It's a building that looks as if it's flying and opens its wings. How did they put together the roof for American Family Field? Sean McDermott's a horse's ass. Oh my God! Uh, it's it's not it's yeah. not good. Um, speaking of putting your foot in your mouth, uh, Mad Dog, Chris Russo on first take obliterates Shohei Otani's hushed free agency. Quote: What is this? The atomic bomb? What are we? Why this isn't yeah. hard? This isn't hard, Bill. Look, it's yeah, not. That's, uh, I, I get what he's saying because he might have just seen the movie. What's the movie about? Uh, oh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Thank you. He maybe he just went and saw Oppenheimer. Okay, but that's not as egregious. But yeah, you can't you can't use it in the same sentence as Shohei Otani. <laughs> you know, you just can't. Quote: What's the big secret? Geez, he's a free agency. He's talked to six teams. What is this? The atomic bomb? We're not allowed to yeah. find out. This is baseball. He's not wrong. But again. Use yeah, another example. Yeah. He could have talked about Area 54. There, there you go. You know, he could have talked about the aliens, right, Port, right Pat Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio. He could have got into all of that, you know, all the behind-the-scenes, uh, you know, blanked-out paperwork coming from the government regarding the JFK assassination. All of that. He didn't have to go to an atomic bomb. It's just not – Well, and this one is a little bit <sighs> – well, we're we're judging dumb comments against dumb comments. I think right. an atomic bomb reference is maybe a, a little more harmless than a nine eleven reference, but now we're splitting hairs. What do we? What did I say? Area fifty four. I think it's area fifty one. One of those areas. There area probably 50. is an area fifty four. We don't know about well, no. it. There was there was Studio fifty four where a lot happened and we didn't <laughs> find out about it until after the day. Studio fifty four, area fifty one. Thank you very much. <laughs> we probably don't know about area fifty four. That's one. It's like oh, District man. thirteen. In the Hunger Games. I just saw the new Hunger Games movie last week, so I'm just, oh, okay. it's on my mind. Uh, one thing that I thought we might bring up today, it's not a stat, it's nothing qualitative or quantitative, um, but we talked about Joe Barry yesterday and yeah. how his defense has been better. Now, Ted Nguyen, who, yep, writer for The Athletic, I just wanted to check, tweeted this yesterday, and I don't have numbers, but I think we would agree that this is true, and maybe we can talk about this for a minute or two before the end of the show. He tweeted, Joe Barry's defense is designed to limit Patrick Mahomes. The problem is he uses the same defense against Kenny Pickett and lets them rush for 200 yards, right? So I, I think maybe that's that's a good addition to our Joe Barry conversation. It's like he can keep a lid right. on an explosive quarterback, but when you're playing Kenny Pickett or on Monday night, Tommy DeVito, can you change it up a little bit? That That's a great point. I mean, do they th – there's certain things you do against quarterbacks like that, and, you know, we saw Spagnola do it early on to Jordan Love, and that is you pressure the hell out of them. Make them beat you. Don't sit back and let them beat you. Make them beat you. And Joe Barry has always been known as the, I'm going to back off and keep everything in front of me, and we're going to play a nice, you know, soft, vanilla style of defense. Hopefully we come up a few plays, get a few tackles, and get off the field. I would love to see just Joe Barry become an aggressive play caller. Just get after guys, especially subpar performers. Uh, that, that I completely agree with right there. 100%. Yeah, against Mahomes, you, you don't want Mahomes to beat you on one big right. explosive play. I get that. But Tommy DeVito, Kenny Pickett, these guys, it doesn't matter what kind of defense you're playing. Those guys aren't going to beat you on one big explosive play. So change it up it, a little bit. And, and with Patrick Mahomes, the, the number one thing you always do is contain him. You cannot allow him to get off script because when he does, he will kill you. He's, he's done it. He's made a living at it. That's his highlight reel. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, out, scrambling, tossing, underhand, overhand, deep, whatever. Um, 
So you just contain him, make him beat you through the air, and then make them beat you with the run game and just try to do enough bending and not break to be able to just kind of remain hanging with them in the ballgame. And that's what the Packers did. They got off to an early lead, never looked back. But when you got a Kenny Pickett, and you don't have a lot of talent other than Saquon Barkley around him, the first thing you do is stuff the run and in passing situations, you get after him big time. Like you're hunting him. That's what you do. You you just I, – I, I've never, ever been a bit – and that's why going back to the Travis Kelsey third down situation the other night, you just saw two guys. Two guys rushing – everybody else was dropping back in some type of coverage. Two guys rushing the passer. It's like, what are you doing? You're not putting pressure on Mahomes. You're leaving soft zone openings for Travis Kelsey to get into on long downs. Why would you do that? When you ha- – when and again, I get you don't want to allow you know Patrick Mahomes on the outside to beat you, but in third and long, you're not going to just try to shut the deal down there. I, if you're not going to do it there, then when are you going to do it? If you're not going to go after him in third and long, this is this is the game where Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith. These are the stats. These are the rankings in uh, pass blocking efficiency. We can wrap up with this. Andrew Thomas not ranked. He hasn't played 250 snaps. Their left guard is 56 of 58. Their center is 32 of 34. Their right guard is 51 of 58. And their right tackle is 59 of 66. So all these guys are ranked right near the bottom in pass protection. Joe Barry right. should have a field day. Let's play aggressive defense. Right. Yep. Play. Get. Just get after him. Just mindful of, you know, your linebacker being aware of Saquon Barkley beyond that. Get after him. All right. That'll do it for me. Tomorrow night I'm going to be over at uh, Smoke on the Water. And we're going to have that Christmas concert. Uh, Grant is here tomorrow. I am off tomorrow. I've got a ton of people coming to town, and i got fires to put out today already. Uh, and then I'll be back. We'll be back on Monday, and then Monday night, obviously, after the game. So good stuff. Grant, uh, have a, uh, I'll see you on Saturday. I'll see you Saturday night. You should see my gift see you for Saturday. you. Holy smokes. Uh, I don't need a gift. Just, just you and Rachel showing up is gift enough. Well, if you say that, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> All right, time for us to go. Have a good one. Talk to you later.